Ever since I was a small boy, I've been obsessed with movies, books, and music. But as I grow older, I've begun to realize that these things increasingly miss the mark of fulfilling who we are meant to be. But they seem to have a common theme. They point us to a greater story, a greater adventure, a greater love, a greater joy. On this show, we dive into some of our favorite themes in songs, books, and movies so that we can begin the discussion of what our fascination with these stories actually reveal. A desire for something more. A desire for the unknown. A desire for love. A desire for God. Welcome to the adventure. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Christ in Culture. This is Clint. This is Steve. We are uh, so excited to be back. I can't believe we're we're coming up on like what, like nineteen, twenty? Yeah, this podcast. Is, this is nineteen, episode nineteen, right yeah. here. I think so. It's pretty exciting. We might we might do some kind of celebratory one or something. Yeah, maybe like twenty five. Sure, twenty five is good. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, on our twenty fifth, maybe do something special. Maybe we'll talk about something in the media. I don't know. Like we do every week. But. Yeah. Uh, we'll do something special, probably. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Clint, what are uh, what are you? What sort of media are you consuming? So, actually, I've been talking about how I've been stuck on the same books for a couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. So, this past weekend, I actually had some free time, so I sat down and I read the book "Toward the Gleam" by mm-hmm. T.M. Duran, which I've been talking about for the past couple of weeks. But I really got to sit down and I basically read like two hundred and fifty pages one day, and then. I went to bed that night with three chapters left, and I literally couldn't sleep, so I had to wake up and go finish the book. So I finished that one. I read like 300-some pages that day, and it was just, it was amazing. Anyone who likes Lord of the Rings or anything by C.S. Lewis or The Inklings, you would absolutely love this book. So check it out. It's Toward the Gleam by T.M. Duran. It's probably in my top five favorite books right now. And I just finished it. So very good. And then still reading True Devotion to Mary because my consecration starts tomorrow. Ah, Yeah, I see. I see that sitting right there. Yeah. So Uh, I was just reading that before we started recording here. So cool. I might have to borrow that from you sometime. Yeah. Because I'm I'm planning on doing that in March. Cool. uh, Or April, something like that. What are you taking in? Just probably a week or two ago, I was down in Texas City. I had dinner with. One of the priests, the pastor down there, Father Clint. He's got a cool name. Good guy. <laughs> yes, he, he is a good guy. Great name. If only everyone named Clint had such a great personality. Ouch. That was, I'm just kidding. That was hard. You're great, Clint. Uh, he did give me a book. I haven't started reading it yet. It's from Bishop Barron, To Light a Fire on the Earth. Oh, cool. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be starting that soon. Other than that, I recently, uh, within the past week or so, went and saw Black Panther. Yeah, I also went to see that movie. So. Yeah. Okay, so funny story for all of you at home. I was I went to this on Friday after it came out. Uh, and so I was with a group of friends. And Clint was like, oh, like, I wish I could have went. But, you know, for whatever reason, he didn't go with us. I don't know. I wasn't the one who bought the tickets. I was just invited yeah. along yeah. Um, by our friend Cody. And so we we're all sitting there. And in walks Clint to the same showing in the same theater, uh, which he had purchased a ticket to go see on his own. 
and it just <laughs> completely to be, separately be the exact same show. So yeah, so we ended up watching it together, but not together because he was in a different section. Yeah, it was still so. good though. I'm an introvert. I enjoy going to movies by myself sometimes. So yeah, I'm an extrovert, but I don't really like to talk to people talk to people during movies because you know I'm watching the movie. Oh, that's good. Yeah, talking during movies ruins it. Except for Lord of the Rings, because I always go on rants about everything during those movies. <laughs> yeah, there there are definitely times I've watched uh, certain musicals where I will sing every song. Oh, that's different. I mean, singing along is... Well, uh, have you ever seen um, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? I oh, know yeah. you have. Yeah, we sang it together. We sang it together. Well, I know I can quote the entire movie along to it, like wow. every speaking line. Probably not so much anymore. It's been a while, but I used to watch it so much that... I would watch it with people, and I would be able to quote the entire movie all the way through. And I would warn people that I would do that, and then like 20 minutes in, they're like, wow, you weren't kidding. It's only a 45-minute musical. <laughs> so <laughs> I, would, I would eventually quit because I wanted them to enjoy it, but I would still sing and get really into it. I did that with, um, have you seen the movie The Last Samurai? Yeah, it's yeah. a good movie. So I, I really enjoyed that movie, and one time in college, I was watching it with my roommates, and we watched it in German. And interesting. Uh, so I basically said the lines because we listened to it in German. In English or German? I said it in English. Okay. But I, I knew all the lines, so I just basically translated for my roommates. Even though I didn't speak German, I was just seen the movie so many times I could wow. remember it. So That's crazy. We watched too You much. probably do that with all Lord of the Rings, everything. Oh, yeah. Extended yeah. edition. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. So. Um, but anyway, as I mentioned, we went and saw Black Panther, and so insert segue here. <laughs> we want to kind of talk to you guys this week about uh, about that movie. Um, it had really great reviews. Uh, it's been hyped up. It seems to have lived up to the hype, which is yeah, which is really good. It's good. I found it really enjoyable and a really unique part of the MCU or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, spoiler alert: if you have not seen the movie. Go watch it first. Yeah, go watch the movie and then listen to our podcast. I guess you could listen to our podcast first, but it kind of ruins plot points. Yeah. Especially major plot points. (laughs) There will be a few things, a few themes that are are kind of central to the story, so it'd probably be best to go watch it first. Yeah, like dilemmas that eventually get solved in particular ways that we will tell you. So uh, go watch the movie but don't forget to come back and listen to us afterwards. We would appreciate that. Yeah, we, we like making sure you guys listen to us. It makes us feel like we're not talking to ourselves. So one of the major plot points uh, is that Wakanda, which is this fi- fictional African nation where the main character, T'Challa, who is the king uh, and Black Panther, right, the superhero, is so technologically advanced that it, it hides itself from the world, right? So the rest of the world views it and they see a third world country because they're able to sort of like project a false world. Basically the whole city, like from everywhere else you fly over and it looks like it's just like this mountain in the rainforest, but really where that mountain is, it's a huge technologically advanced city Right. in where that mountain would be. It's sort of projected. And it's really cool. Uh, so T'Challa and the Black Panther, the story with that is his father passed away in one of the previous films. Uh, one of the previous Avengers films. And so he becomes the king, uh, and the Black Panther is the king and the greatest warrior, and they eat of this heart-shaped fruit, which gives them basically superpowers, and they have this suit made out of vibranium, which is the world's strongest metal. It comes from space. It's, it's the same stuff they use to make uh, Captain America's shield. Right? Yeah, and they 
and adamantium, if you guys know about the stuff that coats uh, Wolverine's skull, like skeleton. Mm-hmm. Um, the adamantium is like a smelted metal with vibranium in it. So it's like the steel, that like vibranium was iron, adamantium would be steel. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So interesting. They'd make a, so technically his claws can cut through vibranium, but wow. yeah, it's weird. But anyway, so it's this really interesting thing. And I think in this way, uh, it really shows that Wakanda is not what it seems to the rest of the world. And you see this sort of much later in the film, which we'll talk about in a little bit. In this way, Wakanda is not what it seems. See, people expect it to be one way when it's completely the other, right? Which is very much like Christ. Right? Many people expected him to be some sort of warrior or this regal earthly king. Um, but instead, he sort of he just came as a humble baby, born to a poor woman, and that woman was married to a carpenter in Nazareth. Right. You know, it wasn't the it wasn't Jerusalem, it wasn't the crown city, it was just a small fishing village on the Sea of Galilee. And for many years, he was just a humble carpenter before he started his mission. Right? And there's some really good themes in that, but that's not what we're talking about today. And so this is a reminder for us to look beyond appearances, and in particular, to see the face of Christ in others. Not just in our friends, but in all the strangers we meet, and especially our enemies, even when that's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. But Christ, as, as he tells us in Scripture, like he is, he is in all of those people, right? His face is there. And so we, we are challenged to see the beauty of God in those people and see the beauty of God in creation, right? When you're taking a hike or watching a sunset, um, to see God in that and see his majesty in all of that and to see that his word is truly written on our hearts. It's deep down there and it sort of expressed everywhere, even media, wink, wink. <laughs> wow, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's almost like what this whole podcast is about. And there's also this tension on whether Wakanda should reveal themselves and help the world or stay concealed to protect the vibranium that mm-hmm. I talked about earlier mm-hmm. from falling into the wrong hands. So in the end, T'Challa decides to share his country's advancements with the world. And this sort of speaks to the first point, because um, when he talks to the United Nations, one of the guys is like, well, what could a third world country have to offer the world? Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, which is really funny because they have no idea that it's this technological marvel it's like 20,000 years in the future with technology you know way more advanced than any of the european countries or or russia or us or china or anything in fact it, they're so technologically advanced that even some of the futuristic space societies that you see like seem to pale in comparison to some mm-hmm. of the tech that they have like you have these like star-faring nations in space and guardians of the galaxy and thing and and like even they sort of seem to pale in comparison a little bit yeah. to to this just Wakanda on Earth, and mostly because of vibranium um, and the technological marvels that, that allows. Um, but in the end, sort of T'Challa obviously decides to share these advancements with the world. In the same way, we as Christians have a duty to spread the gospel, to help the lost and wandering souls back to God. So we possess a great truth and beauty, and we must not keep it for ourselves. I think that just like the Wakandan people, it is fear, especially the fear of loss that holds us back. We fear losing people's respect or being viewed poorly as somebody who just sort of pushes their religion. But those who push the religion, they have a word for that. They're called evangelists. (laughs) And we're sort of called to be that, right? We're called to make disciples of all nations. That's in scripture. 
but not in like a pushy, judgmental way, but in a truly loving, caring way. When we care about somebody, we love them, we care about their eternal soul, we care about what's good for them. In the same way that a parent doesn't let their kid eat junk food for every meal because it's bad for them, same way we wouldn't just let somebody (laughs) stay in sin, right? Because we care about their spiritual good. We must meet them where they're at. And remember that we possess a great benefit and truth like Wakanda. We possess the truth of the gospel. Yeah, I think for me, this was probably the theme that stood out the most throughout the entire movie. There was this major tension between so many key players in the story, and there were even opposing ideals on what they should do among the quote-unquote good guys. You know, mm-hmm. They all had these different ideas, these different mentalities of what they should do. We have T'Challa's cousin, Eric Killmonger, who is kind of one of the bad guys. He's the main bad guy. Yeah, there's several bad guys, but he's kind of the, the major one. So so he actually usurps the throne at one point and plans to send all of these Urbanian weapons throughout the world to help people overthrow governments. Right, and I'm assuming if you're still listening at this point, you've probably seen it, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. But So we have Killmonger who says that the weapons and resources of Wakanda should be given to uh, black people all over the world so that they can start essentially an uprising where they overthrow their white oppressors. You know, and I think this kind of speaks with your idea of what people were expecting Christ to be, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, to where, to where Christ, people were expecting him to be this warrior king who was going to kick out the Romans, but what they got was this humble man in the same way Killmonger, Eric Killmonger, actually is this like warrior king who wants to overthrow governments. And T'Challa is the one who's sort of more reserved. He wants to help people, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually what I think is really interesting about this whole dynamic between the two of them is they're having this debate before Eric sort of takes the throne. And, you know, he's he's challenging T'Challa. He's like, you know, with our technology, we could, you know, overthrow all, like all of our people would be, they would no longer be in bondage, right? And he's like, well, I'm not, you know, he's like, I have to care for the Wakandan people. Like, I have to care about my people. Uh, and Eric Killmonger, who's the bad guy, actually comes up with this great line. He's like, you know, he's like, well, didn't all life, he's like, didn't all human life start here in Africa? So aren't all people your people? Right? And it's this challenge that beyond the walls of just Wakanda, um, beyond race and beyond sort of religions and beyond especially countries, like we're all one people, right? Like aren't all people one human race and one, like children of God, right? Yeah, and I think that very much shapes his mentality for the rest of the movie after he hears that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have Killmonger's idea, but then we also have King T'Chaka, who was T'Challa's father and the king before him, and really all the kings for... In previous Black Panthers. Right. They all had this mentality of being more focused on preserving their people and their way of life, that they were so afraid to go out and do anything for the others who were suffering. In a lot of ways, it was like not only this fear that Vibranium would fall into the wrong hands, but that what set Wakanda apart is that they had Vibranium. So they were never conquered and they were never colonized. Mm -hmm. And so if they gave Vibranium away, then other nations would have that technology and they might try to take over. Right, so kill or be killed mentality. So if we look at this as the the kind of the theme that you were talking about, where we are supposed to be evangelists, so we have Killmonger who wants to go out and change the world. He he wants to share these gifts, but he wants to do them in a very aggressive and hostile way. You know, rather than saying we want to introduce you to 
Jesus, he's saying... If you don't believe in Jesus, we're going to kill you. <laughs> essentially, yeah. yeah. That's, it's essentially how it goes, you know? And then we have T'Chaka, who, who knows, and he, he has this beautiful gift, and he recognizes that, but he's too afraid to go out and share that with others. But then we come to T'Challa. And I think his opinion is closest to ours as Christians. He recognizes that what he has is the most beautiful gift the world has ever known. And so he wants to use it to help people, to, to care for them and, and to show them love. But he also recognizes that there is a right way to do it and there is a wrong way. It is not about revenge or division. It is about truth and unity. It is about the persons themselves and bringing the whole world together to share in that gift. And he even has a quote, uh, you were kind of talking about this before, when mm-hmm. he was before the United Nations, he says this, Wakanda will no longer watch from the shadows. We cannot. We must not. We will work to be an example of how we, as brothers and sisters on this earth, should treat each other. Now more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. One single tribe or one holy Catholic and apostolic church or one body in Christ. Mm-hmm. We have the same theme that we are united in in our identity, which is right. under God, which we've been talking about the past couple of weeks. So it's kind right. of a cool connection there. Yeah. Which, I mean, that is, that is honestly probably one of the prevailing themes because it's really what sets Eric Killmonger from T'Challa and T'Challa from the previous kings. It, but there, I mean, there's so many great themes in this. I mean, so there's this uh, Christ-like theme with T'Challa where he sort of dies, which reflects, and then he sort of comes back to life almost, which reflects Christ's overcoming of death. Um, now, he doesn't necessarily quite die, but he's on the verge, and so he sp- visits the spiritual realm. Really cool scene where he goes there and he sees all the previous kings and Black Panthers before him. Um, and his father beckons him to take his place among them, to just, just come back home and finally finish uh, and die. Mm-hmm. And that mirrors an earlier scene when he meets his father in that spiritual realm when he becomes king and he goes through this process of becoming the Black Panther. Now, he was already the Black Panther, and so they they strip him of his powers uh, for a challenge that anyone would, they would be able to challenge him. And then they re-gift him his powers, and he goes to the spiritual realm, and he sees his father for the first time uh, since his death. And it's this really cool scene where he asks his father's advice, and he sort of receives like this aid from his father a little bit. And obviously both of those scenes sort of reflect the saints, who are those who go before us and aid us here on earth, right? That we can sort of ask for their intercession. And actually, while you're mentioning that, mm-hmm. so he has this line when he comes back from the mm-hmm. dead he's not actually dead like you said but when he comes back he says i did not yield and as you can see i am not dead the challenge continues yeah and this reminds me a lot of some of the saints you know they have stories very similar to that specifically it reminds me of uh, i think it was saint sebastian mm-hmm. who he challenged the emperor who was persecuting christians and he called him out and the emperor tied him to a stake and had his archers shoot him and said he, he was shot with arrows until he looked like an a sea urchin or something like that. And then they thought he was dead and they dragged him away. And, and one of the people who was supposed to bury him was a Christian. And she saw that he was still alive. She kind of nursed him back to health. And then after he's healthy again, he comes back to the emperor and calls him out again. Like he, 
like it says at the yeah. end of this quote, the challenge continues, you know? Yeah. And he was able to c- come back and say basically this, I did not yield and I'm not dead. So <laughs> the challenge goes on. Yeah, where he's trying to retake his throne because the reason that Eric is able to become the king is because he supposedly killed T'Challa during the challenge. And, you know, I think that all of these topics are great. And I think we've sort of covered this dying and rising and the mm-hmm. saints uh, plenty of times. But the thing that I really enjoyed about the movie and what sort of I wanted to take out of it and sort of discuss was sort of the story of the Wakandan people and their society itself. Uh, so they are this great futuristic, technologically advanced society, yet they hold faster traditions and a culture that stretch millennia. Um, a big part of which is their connection to their spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And so they've got these ships where they can fly remotely, like drones almost, but much cooler. Yeah, <laughs> like, to where like you can operate any tech, any sort of like ship remotely. You just like put like a small little thing on it to sort of take control. Vibranium and then, beads. Yeah, like these vibranium beads. And then like, well, they have those things that you can just like slap onto a car and then they can drive a car remotely. They can just take over the car. And as you see um, at one point, the technology for flying in Wakanda is a little bit different, but they have this American fly one of the ships. And so they like are able to transform what he's flying to look like a ship, like an airplane that he's used to flying so that he can fly this ship. So it's this crazy technology and it sort of stands in opposition to this, right? But then at the same time, they're dressed in very ceremonial garb and they're very connected to their spiritual lives and their tradition. And there's that scene during the challenge when um the because there's four different tribes that followed or there were four different tribes that followed Mm -hmm. the black panther and then one of the tribes went to the mountains and so that that tribe comes down to challenge and they they challenge him saying like you know they're not living up to their traditions right that they're still you know that we that we have all this technologically advanced things which is fine but like they need to hold on to their traditions right and they actually play a really big part Sort of in the redemption arc a little bit yeah but this sort of stands in opposition to this lie that we tend to be told in our modern society about this apparent contradiction between religion and science faith and reason but as wakanda shows this is just that a falsehood god gives us our reason to be able to know him uh, we are able to come to the natural law even without revelation um and revelation merely completes and directs and orders this natural law it does not displace or destroy it. And in the same way, natural law can never, natural law and reason can't take away from revelation, right? It only allows us to understand it and to orient our reason properly. It helps us to make sense of the world more fully. So religion and science work in tandem, not opposition. Uh, They give us a more full understanding of truth. For example, both the scientific method and the Big Bang Theory were devised by Catholic priests. And so were genetics and pasteurization and all these other things. And mm-hmm. so if you're thinking right now, oh, how can the Big Bang Theory not disprove Catholicism? Shoot us an email. I would love to explain that to you. Yeah. But it'll take more than just this, this podcast. podcast. Yeah. So I actually did some research and found a bunch of very famous scientists that yeah. would all agree with this too and we can talk about those in a second too. yeah and in fact the catholic church you know the reason that so many priests and catholic people have contributed to science is because the catholic church was the largest funder of science up until the invention of the atomic bomb after which they decided that they couldn't fund science that was going to be leading to such a wide destruction of life 
they pulled some of their funding, which gave way to the United States sort of stepping in as the largest funder of science in the world today. But even now, the church uh, funds ethical scientific research in the hope to improve lives and understand God's creation more fully. We actually we talked about that a little bit in our Star Wars episode that we did back mm-hmm. in December, how the church, like the Jedi, has preserved knowledge and technology mm-hmm. and the love of science, even when society rejected those things, even when society rejected literature and, and learning in the Dark Ages. Mm-hmm. The church is what preserved it so that we didn't lose everything that we had before. Yeah, I mean, all the advancements that Rome had, what survived is because of the Catholic Church. I mean, we're still trying to figure out how they did their concrete and asphalt because it's like their roads are still stronger than what we can create today, even with our modern science. Their roads are still functional, and we have to repair ours every other year. <laughs> we also have a little bit more traffic than they do. Yeah. But but they were saying, but it's still like scientific, scientific like there's something holds. about it that's yeah. strong and holds and you know, they don't necessarily know what they used or how they how they processed it. But and and so, you know, and just to give us a couple quotes, you know, one quote that sort of came to my mind was one actually by Albert Einstein, right? Who I think everyone would argue is probably a pretty smart guy. He's all right, he knows a few things. Yeah. Uh, so he has this quote, the more I study science, the more I believe in God. And, and for me, that I've always held that to be true. I, I actually really like science. We live probably 15, 20 minutes from NASA. Yeah. Uh, so we're really, you know, we know a lot of astronauts. We know a lot of people that are, that are in the sciences um, that work in chemistry for all of these oil companies that work at NASA. And a lot of them go to our parish, actually, too, because they, they see God through their science and, and they're drawn back to him in, in the church. Yeah. Didn't didn't you guys have a, didn't we have a parishioner that went up on, is it actually currently up on the space station, right? Uh, he's back. Now. Oh, he's back now? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he came back, back in the fall, I think. Okay. Yeah, so. I didn't know how long he was up there. Yeah, he was up there for, what is their, their term is like four months or something like okay. that. I thought it was like six or something. I, I don't know exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm still new to the area. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we even have people like, William Kelvin, who was the founder of like the Kelvin system, like thermodynamics, mm-hmm. he said, I believe that the more thoroughly science is studied, the further does it take us from anything comparable to atheism. So he says, if you study science deep enough and long enough, it will force you to believe in God. And that's very similar to what Einstein was saying. We even have Charles Darwin, right? The founder of evolution or the discoverer of evolution or however you want to say it. He said, the question of whether there exists a creator and ruler of the universe has been answered in the affirmative by some of the highest intellects that have ever existed. And I think this is probably my favorite one, but it's Werner Heisenberg. He's a, a German who discovered quantum mechanics. He said, the first gulp from the glass of natural sciences will turn you into an atheist, but at the bottom of the glass, God is waiting for you. I think that's my favorite one right there. Yeah, I, I actually love that. Yeah, because the more and more, I, I used to know a friend in college who was studying quantum physics and the more he studied about quantum physics the more he really like he just loved the catholic faith because it was so consistent with with what we were understanding in quantum physics at the time right and, and you know so for me when when a new dis, a new scientific discovery comes out you know it doesn't remove god it only magnifies his majesty uh, how complex and wonderful his creation is which really just goes more to show how majestic and powerful he is to be able to create something so so unique and so complex and so through science we come to a greater understanding of god's created order 
and how God creates, and it helps us to revel in his glory all the more. Uh, so through theology in the church, we seek to understand and know him and build a real relationship with him. So when you have both of these things together, you have a more complete view of all of reality, right? Now, obviously, theology is going to be the highest of science, right? To know God is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's probably part of the reason you might listen to our podcast. But that's not to discredit science, which is a very, very important thing, too. And our reason is very, very important which is part of the reason that it's good to ask questions. God prompts us to ask questions about our faith so that we can more fully understand it. So for my challenge this week, because uh, we talked a lot about a lot of different things. We did. There's a, um, lot, a lot of themes in this one. Really take the time to take in the beauty of creation, whether it be a sunrise or a sunset, something in nature, if you like heights, if you're at a place that has mountains on like Houston, um, it's so flat here. <laughs> it's very, very flat here. You know, even other people, you know, just to take in other people and see God in all of those things. Give glory to God in those moments and to seek to truly spread the gospel to someone this week. Seek to find Christ in your friends, your family, strangers, and especially your enemies that you encounter. And to be, like, not only seek the face of Christ in them, but to be the face of Christ to them. Mother Teresa, Saint Mother Teresa says, Christ has no hands or feet on this earth but ours. Mm-hmm. So in a certain way, like, be Christ to somebody this week. Especially being Lent, almsgiving, which, yes, is donating money, but more specifically donating your time, right? Helping the poor, giving to charity of yourself. I think it, it just in general is, is being charitable and, mm-hmm. and loving in whatever context we're able to, to do yeah. that. So. Yeah, and so, yeah, it's not just about necessarily giving money, which is certainly one way to alms give, but mm-hmm. but it's also, you know, giving of yourself, of your time, of your, of your love. Right. Right. And sort of bringing the love of Christ to them in that moment. Right. So, well, do we have any shout-outs this week? Yeah, we sure do. So, for those of you who have listened to last week's episode already, you may remember that we had a bit of a trivia. So, at the end, I'm not going to give away... The answer quite yet, maybe I'll give that away next week, but we had a few people respond already, so I want to go ahead and give them shout outs for getting that. So the first person to respond correctly was our good friend Gordon Moore. He, I think he got it the day that the, the podcast came out. So you got to love Gordon. Yeah. Thanks for being such a like active listener. I think I can usually talk about the episode with you later than the night after I, I release it, so it's really cool to have someone who's so dedicated to that, and to all of our listeners who are that dedicated, and we appreciate that. And then we also had uh, Amanda Sanchez, another good friend of ours, also got that correct. So appreciate you guys knowing the real full name of Tolkien. A lot of people don't know that, and it's I'll admit it's a little bit of a strange name. Those R's are tricky, but <laughs> I appreciate you guys looking that up and taking the time to to learn that. So. I want to give a shout out to our friend Cody Labe, who we've shouted out many times. He's actually the one who bought the tickets for us to go to Black Panther. So that was an inspiration for a podcast, which is great. And I want to give a shout out to my friend Kay Coleman. I just bumped into her and um, I'm actually, she's, so she's a student for occupational therapy. And so I had to go through like a survey with her and I was telling her about her podcast. So she's a new listener and she's been giving us some feedback. Cool. 
Um, so mostly that we're doing a good job and it makes her want to rewatch some of the movies that she's previously seen. Awesome. Uh, and so hopefully in a new light. Being yeah, in a different way. yeah, hopefully. So, so Kay, you're awesome. Thanks for, for tuning in. Yeah. So we want to thank you guys again for tuning in and listening this week. If you haven't been spreading the word, please do. Please tell other people. Uh, it's kind of cool. We can see uh, the statistics behind all of this. I think we've talked about that in previous episodes, but it's really cool to see the past couple weeks. I don't know what y'all have been doing, but our staffs have been going up big time. So we, we thank you guys for that, for spreading by word of mouth. If you're sharing our stuff as we post it on social media, we appreciate all that stuff and it makes a huge difference and helps us be able to get this form of evangelization out to a lot more people. So we want to thank you guys for that. Please keep it up. If you have any recommendations on things for us to check out, future podcast ideas, whatever. If you just want to give us a shout out back, that's cool too. Just a reminder, we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We have our email account, which is always at the bottom of the notes. Please check out the notes. And then uh, we also, all of the media that we talk about within a given podcast is always in the notes section of the podcast. Mm -hmm. You can always go find, if we're talking about this in the podcast, you can go look at the notes and it'll be right there so you can find it easier. Perfect. Yeah, guys, please please reach out to us. Oh, one last thing. I have one more shout out for my friend Tess. She actually has just got into our podcast and pretty much listened to all of them at this point. Yeah. Uh, and just for those of you who might be interested, she was asking us about what song we used oh. uh, in our intro, uh, which is in our notes section. Yeah. So uh, because we borrowed that from another musician, we gave the credits to him in the notes section too. So. so if you like the song and you want to listen to more, check that out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tess was actually the top listener this week or one of the top three for sure. So. Yeah, I think she just binge watched all of them. Well, or binge, binge listened. listened. Yeah, <laughs> right. Cool. So we appreciate that and we appreciate you guys. So thanks again for joining us in the adventure this week and we'll see you soon. You're still here? What are you doing? Go home. Just because we're talking about Marvel doesn't mean this is a Marvel movie. There's no post credit scene. Okay, you got us. You guys win. If you're still listening, you win. Congratulations. You can win a shout-out if you message us on our email. Or Twitter. Or, or Facebook. Facebook. Or if you know us, you can just text us, too. Yeah. It works. Which most people seem to do. But if you let us know, if you say Elon Musk... The reason why we're saying Elon Musk is because we're talking about a super technologically advanced civilization, which no one else can match. Right, and he just shot a car into space, so close enough. Yeah, basically the same thing. So Elon Musk is the key word to get the free shout-out. Yep, and we'll give you a special prize if you say Elon Musk and One Tribe, One Church. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Cool.
now seriously this is the end yeah go home go home stop listening we're done be with your family yeah weirdos bye